No. What's on your back? Oh. Yes, sir. I think it's a Lupe one. I'll send it to you after. Um, so, welcome back. Work in Progress podcast. Um, hope you're all well. My name is Abdullah Adekola. This is a show where I have conversations with interesting people about something they're working on personally or creatively. The hope is that we can learn from each other and grow together. You can follow the show on Instagram. Um, so, who am I? I'm a black and British writer and performer based in Leeds, UK. Um, my breakthrough collection of poetry is called Negrescence and comes out in the UK with Burning Eye Books in September 2021. My collection will be on my website, adekola.bigcartel.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at Adekola Poetry. So today I've got Noor K. They, them. Noor is a 22-year-old Sudanese journalist, poet, and writer currently living in the Netherlands. They identify with a third culture experience of being brought up in countries that are not their own and yet making homes out of shared experiences. Their poetry collection, Emergency, explores the non-linearity of growing up and themes of connection, displacement, and Thank spirituality. You. Thanks for having me. So, Noor, thanks for joining me today. Okay, so, um, so Noor, you talked about... Um, uh, Talk, talk a little bit about what writing means to you. Um, earlier on, you said about um, before we were recording, we had some issue, technical issues. You just talked about being writing being a therapy, writing to document, yeah, and to yeah. hopefully change the world. So exactly, writing to me is mm-hmm. is a way to deal with life's experiences, but also to share them. And then recently, mm-hmm. it's become also a tool for me to uncover things and to learn about the world on my own as well. Like, it's for me to understand what happened in this world, what is happening, and then also to share that in the best way that I can. So, um, yeah, writing is all of those things. Amazing. And then you talk, and I asked about, you know, what drew you to writing? Like, did you, how did you get your start? Like, did you have any parents that were into it? Or were you always just like a lover of reading and, and, and writing? Like, how did you, how did you, what drew you to it? What, what, what kind of, what um, experiences might have led to you so, to be um, somebody who's... I was talking about earlier my dad, who is an author. Um, so I, I grew up, like, watching wow. him write and... and like having this like really huge library in the house and then like kind of being very like obviously the books were all you know to do with uh all kinds of things like religion spirituality history um but also a lot of like medical like books and stuff like that um and so like i'd be really curious and just like go and flip through it and um yeah like so there was this constant stimulation for like reading uh, but with writing specifically, it's like, it's strange because even though my dad's an author, I don't really share my like writing with him. And like, I don't really like, I try to read his work, mm. but also um, most of it is in Arabic. So like, I can understand it, but it's mm. just like a bit hard. So um, yeah, but there was this like mm. influence growing up of, uh, of like having a lot of books around the house and things like that. Um, that for me, I, I just always thought it was like normal, like writing is just like an outlet. And I just thought like, I think when I was younger, I just thought everybody did this, you know? Um, so I never really called mm. myself a writer 
until very recently. Okay. If that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it does. Awesome. Yeah, um, I think that example of having, um, you know, being a, having an example of somebody, you know, like a father who reads, who writes, etc. I think it's really, it's really powerful, and I think, um, you know, um, it's 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 um, quite a known thing that you know that um, you know children will kind of, you know, try to emulate what they see people doing, and obviously something like writing, you know, it's going to serve you well for life and for and and, and in so many ways. Yeah. Okay, so that's fantastic. So you talked a bit about, um, uh, you know, so just talk a little about that, what the, the, the tensions and the, uh, there, he talked about, you know, your dad, some of the books that he read were written in Arabic, and I think obviously that's a, that's a major language in Sudan, uh, um, and also now obviously with you being based in the Netherlands. Just talk a bit about the, um, just the kind of um, interesting things that you've observed, you know, being in that, Okay, having that th those cultures, you know, um, an Arabic-speaking culture, and also obviously spending some time in Leeds, and then now, uh, and now being based in the Netherlands. So, what are the kind of not pros and cons, but just some of the observations that you mm -hmm. um, experience of, you know, growing yeah. up in that? In, in I those think ways? Uh, for me, it's very interesting because I grew up uh, in Qatar, which is like, you know, Arabic-speaking Muslim country, right? Um, and the culture there is quite similar to Sudanese culture. But then I'm also really connected to, to Sudan. Like we would go every year and, you know, so I had that influence, like the African uh, influence. And then on top of that, like the Arab influence and then like the Western later on. So mm -hmm. like the only mm -hmm. thing I could really say, it's just like they're different worlds. It's almost like mm -hmm. they're just different worlds. Almost like everything is the opposite. So, like, if being here is, like, super, um, if things are very, like, individualistic, then being there is, like, super communal, you know? So, I mm. see all the, like, little dualities between those cultures and, like, yeah, it, it's it's real. It's down to, like, the, the tiniest things, like, for example, being in the Netherlands and, like, people being really, like, particular about, like, money and time and things like that, whereas we're a lot more like mm. you know free with it like <laughs> so yeah yeah it's, time exactly it's like you know so yeah. but whereas here it like it runs the whole show so it's it's very um yeah mm. it's it's down to the tiniest details and i think like those small things are just um like reflections of a larger philosophy and that like for example, like the philosophy in Sudan is just that like, you know, you live your life for other people. Like we all live for mm. each other rather than like, mm. you know, um, oh, like this is my life and this is my time and this is my money, you know, and this is my things. Mm. And things, things follow this like individualistic sort of like path. Whereas like over there, it's just like, the the idea is that your life does not necessarily only belong to you so it belongs mm -hmm. to this larger social context but yeah that i would say those are the biggest things that i noticed that are uh, that stood out to me as like differences between them interesting yeah so i was born in nigeria i, um, I lived a few years in saudi mm -hmm. so which is um so in Riyadh. so like yeah so i went to like 
like a couple of years, like between ages five and eight, I would say, uh, roughly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and um, I kind of, and I actually used to speak Arabic really fluently, uh, you know, based off based off of living there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, but then I've been living in uh, Leeds most of my life, like up to twenty plus years. So, about my formative years in Leeds. So yeah, so I can, and I've only been to Nigeria a handful of times mm -hmm. as well, like you know. Um, uh, and I hope to go more. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely there's definitely um, uh, those cultural differences mm -hmm. around time and and those uh, cultures like you know, Nigeria and um, uh, there are there are more there are more communal. It is more about you know you put um, you put the needs of uh, you know you put a lot of importance on the needs of the community, the family, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And you know it has and it's really. Uh, yeah, and it's you know it really it has its place and it really has its you know, benefit mm -hmm. because I think um you know in terms of um because a lot of these places you know people especially Nigeria people are materially struggling a lot more than here mm -hmm. but you know those social bonds go a long way to kind of you know uh, be yeah. a buffer against uh, those social bonds and the fact that and you know not just material I mean they're struggling with um, you know the system sometimes you know the systems that they're living in like mm. whether it's the political system or the economic system it's not really for the average person you know it's yeah. not it's really it's it's really um so it, it kind of necessitates like a stronger communal bond it's like you know we kind of have to look after each other because even because even you know our government really was not um, it's not really looking mm. after you know going to look after us um so yeah but yeah. um uh yeah so there's definitely you know there is definitely um uh, that those cultural shifts, and I think, um, and I think some of those things you mentioned are just about the timing, and it's like, it's like, it's a lot of it's to do with the fact that you know what's important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like to them, what's important is like, listen, I love you, you love me, like we, you know, family, like we're gonna get to the function when we get to it. Um, yeah. we're gonna st we're gonna stay longer than we we're gonna stay longer than we said that we're gonna exactly. stay. We're gonna we're, we're gonna. And eat. that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, we're gonna eat. Uh, you know everything you bring and then probably we're going to bring some more with ourselves mm -hmm. and you know and and it's yeah and it's all this kind of thing uh uh so yeah so there is um yeah so there is um and i think they do they do speak to um you know like more wider philosophical things and um, cultural yeah. things um and then and then what one thing about, i don't know if you can talk about this so when you sometimes when i go i like i notice things that i'm like oh i'm really kind of westernized quote-unquote or like really kind of there so like a small example might be like you know like if i buy something when i'm in like say nigeria yeah. and there's like you know there's like and there's trash like you know like a, a wrapper of like paper or something yeah. i'll like i'll hold on to it to like until i can try and see if i can find somewhere to throw it and then like and then other people exactly. might look at it as like something strange or maybe just mm -hmm. i don't know queuing or have you kind of noticed anything that's when you're over there that makes you think oh I'm actually, you know, I'm actually quite, you know, I've been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the biggest one for me is time. Like, I'm, I'm on, like, if you tell me, like, four, I'm going to be there at four. And that's, you don't do that. Because <laughs> your ass is going to get, like, you know, you're, you're just going to be there, like, waiting. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that, that's a really big one. And, like, that also applies to like when I'm in Qatar, you know, and I'm and I make plans with friends, and then it's like, hey guys, we're all meeting up at like you know seven, and then I'm just like making sure that I'm there at seven, and then it's like, oh, where is everybody? <laughs> so yeah, like 
definitely the time thing is is a big one and then also another thing is um and i don't know maybe maybe you understand this because of the years or the, the influence that you've had like um being in saudi like people are can be quite like excessive so like in terms of like like they hoard things or like they buy a lot of things like for example like growing up um my mom would always just like buy way too much food for the house mm. and like it's like it's nice having all that food but then like at some point you will have to like throw it away right like like there's this culture of like mm. excess and i think that's one of the things that that's one of the really big tensions or one of the big reasons why i don't necessarily like plan on like living in Qatar long term is because it's just it's just like that aspect is so pronounced and for me it like it just doesn't work like I'm a minimalist I like I recycle things you know like I mm. I just yeah it's so that's that's a big one I think and you know if you're like going over there and being like oh we should recycle like people are like, like Okay. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I, I, the buying too much food is I can't speak to that specifically, but I kind of if I kind of know what you mean in terms of um so I mean like when um when I was, we were used to live inside, I just remember that the cars being like really big, really huge. Uh and um uh, and um, I think probably yeah. the Qatar will probably be similar because you know it's a Gulf kind of state and uh, another rich kind of country like like Saudi. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think um I don't I don't know if you um Yeah, I think there's something to that where it's I I think it's like you want to kind of something along that you want to prove to people that you're not poor or, or maybe prove to yourself or prove to people that you're not poor uh and and um, and that you know and that uh this world and there also maybe there's a bit of fear just because obviously some of you know I don't know if, um some of these uh people they're coming from lands and countries where like you know like food was like re- was scarce and so it's like you know and so they still you know and yeah, you know yeah. maybe in times where you have to kind of farm for it or grow it and there's only so much things in your garden or in the market and then so that kind of actually might have translated mm-hmm. to even of now these gulf states that you know have that are so rich and you can just go to the mall and buy a whole bunch of stuff yeah. um so i think there might be something in that regard mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah uh, and Definitely. one thing i uh, talked about being a minimalist yeah i think you might be perceived as kind of maybe be kind of weird and kind of like well you know if she choosing to be is she like choosing to be mm-hmm. like you know like is it kind of the hood mm-hmm. or is it a kind of like re- re- rebelling against like are you yeah, trying to are you pretending yeah. to be poor or are you trying like, to be like what is that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting because yeah, yeah. um another thing that i've noticed is that so right so obviously since the lockdown like you know since lockdowns we've had lockdowns here uh, and actually i think probably like Qatar and places like that they've even more vaccinated than the UK but I think they're still on the red list uh, because so I think there's some politics or some something dodgy happening there uh, but anyway um because my friend just he's um, he's Egyptian we grew up in Leeds together but he's in Qatar working uh, as an, an engineer so he was telling me about all the journey he had he had to he had to come to Ireland and quarantine in Ireland like proper quarantine like hotel quarantine and this and that and then after that oh. 10 days there then he was able to come to like um to To, you know to lead to England to UK leads England etc so anyway um mm. but yeah one thing I've noticed since lockdown is like so I've got into like walking like outdoors and stuff like that so like you know on Eid me and like mm. me and my family like me and my sister we went for a picnic right 
Uh, and um, and so we were trying to invite like some of our other family friends, but they were kind of like, nah, like what pic, like picnic picnic for like for yeah us, like what picnic for what like what are y'all so doing i think i think there's something to like i think it's still like outdoor stuff and like um nature and it's still quite new to like a lot of them a lot of uh, absolutely in the group families or where of people from certain backgrounds because maybe they associate mm-hmm. that with like why would you do that like danger or poorness or danger because it's kind of like yeah like home home is supposed to be like where you feel safe or where safety is and if like outside Mm. is usually not safe then it's like why would you want to go to the wilderness like why would you want to go like to the forest or camping or like whatever it might be you know and i mean i i'm not gonna lie i struggle with that too like i think twice Mm. before doing a lot of these activities as well Mm. so i think i have that in, in myself as well but i definitely notice it like when I'm back in Qatar and I want to do things that are like not, you know, they're just like, oh, let's just be outdoors or just like, let's do like a fun outdoors mm-hmm. activity. And people are like, why? It's hot. Like, or just why would you do that? Let's just go mm-hmm. to a cafe or let's just go to the mall or, yeah. you know, like where there's AC and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, okay. So, um, so you, yeah. um, so if, let's talk about emergency like you know um uh the idea behind it mm-hmm. um you know and the, the title um talk a little bit about that yeah so the title is there's like two layers to it so the first one is obviously the word emergency which signifies like that something that just needs to come out basically so it's urgent and it needs to to come out and it needs to be said and i think that for me is very personal it it just relates to that period of my life where i was just like something has to happen right now you know and i think the book for me like Mm -hmm. um symbolizes sort of like a chapter closing Mm -hmm. and and a new one opening up so that's all that's the second layer which is emerge so it's just like emerging from like mm-hmm. a past version of yourself so i always say like with this book that like i was introducing myself to people that i've always known because people were like what where did this come from like no introductions you know like people were almost surprised like oh this is what you were going through or this is how you felt about certain things and it's like yeah i just couldn't say that except with poetry so mm. yeah that that's Amazing. like what the title Amazing. uh yeah um, no um, I've, um yeah i recommend everybody to kind of you know go and su- go and get it read it support it um i will be uh i've seen some uh some some of snippets of it online and um, it was, you know it was really you know it seemed really really personal really touching and um and um yeah and i think it's always like great uh, you know brave and to be vulnerable or to kind of you know uh you know decide to kind of tell your story um, and it's important because it's like the documentation reminds that you know this happened this happened to me, this how i felt and i and, I, and it's my experiences are worth telling and worth sharing and i think that's that's really important that's really important 
Yeah, and um, so I think um, so. What are you? Um, Thank you. So yeah, what are your kind of? Is there anything else like? Is there anything that you're working on at the moment? What are your hopes for like you know your write, uh, writing in terms of not just poetry but you know, journalism? Um, anything you're working on at the moment? What are your hopes in the next like you know in the near future? So at the moment, a lot of my focus is on uh, investigative journalism um and because of like safety reasons and like politics blah 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 i cannot really share exactly what kind of stories i'm working on but like i really really for me uh right now it's super important to document sudanese experiences and like to really like dig into like any marginalized communities that we have because at the moment, it's like we're experiencing a very, very, like, um, like sort of potent time. Like, we're at, like, a transitionary stage. Uh, like, so post-revolution, the revolution um, ended in 2019. And so now we're kind of, like, experiencing the aftermath of this. And it's a very powerful time. And it's a time where a lot of social change can happen. So that's why my focus is, uh, is you know, on Sudan and on yeah, um, yeah, and that's amazing experience, Baron, and um, so, and yeah, yeah if the fact that you know, if you can kind of help to highlight, you know, to give voice, you know, help to sh share people's voices, share people's pain, and and, and you know, and uh, you know, their pain, their struggles, and also to kind of have an impact to where you know you're making some kind of positive change. You know, uh, in in a place where with people that you know that you're connected to, and that's you know that's your heritage as well. That's very inspiring. And um, I think, um, yeah, I think I think you know, I think some it's really important for people to kind of feel that they can do something, to feel that they can do something, and to and to get involved. I think um, you know, detractors would say, you know, these young people, what do they know? Like, why would they? You know, what are they? But it's 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 really it's not really about being young or old. It's about you know having uh, it's about having, you know, observing what's happening and having a desire and a will to kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, to do something. And then, and then if you're, you know, if you're trained in whether it's in journalism or whatever, then you know, then all the all the power to even better. Then it's like you know, you you can use the skills that you've developed um, to actually, you know, uh, to push things forward. Um, yeah, yeah, I think um, I think that's really inspiring. I think that's beautiful. Okay, um, I think those are all the questions that I had. I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to kind of you wanted to ask, or anything that you you know worth mentioning, or anything that we might have missed out that you wanted to talk about. Um, maybe just to comment on what you said about it doesn't matter, like young or old, like the age. I think actually young people right now have so much power, like what I was just talking about earlier about the revolution and and like the entire uprising in Sudan happened because of young people and uh, everybody was doubting it. Like our parents were doubting it. Everyone was sort of like, mm, is this really gonna happen? Are they really gonna do it? And you know, 
two years later, it was like a 30-year regime was like toppled. So it's you, like young people have mm. a lot, a lot of power. Amazing. So it's always just um, like, yeah, you know. Definitely agree. Yeah. Um, so actually, there's one that I wanted to um, touch on. So yeah. the spirituality, um, what does that mean to you? And um, yeah, what does that mean to you? And um, how, yeah, what does that mean to you? And how important is that to you? Oh, I love this. I, I, I love this topic. <laughs> so, um, mm -hmm. so for me, spirituality is both personal and like social because I, so my, uh, my family background is Sufi and it took me a very long time to understand the difference mm -hmm. between like Sufism that's being said or being sort of like popularized here in the West and like Sufism that's actually being practiced back home. So I think for me, like coming to, for me, spirituality is also about roots and cultural roots um, and just sort of getting to know what your, how your culture expresses spirituality or expresses like, you know, their belief in something greater. Because to me, it's like, I don't want to be a hippie or anything like that, but like, it doesn't necessarily matter which religion you are in or, or what sort of belief system or what spiritual system you choose to follow. It's like, we all know kind of spirituality is just like that very deep knowing that there is something mm. that is mm. larger than us, but that thing that's larger than us is also us. Mm. Like, it's also somewhere within us, right? That's a very, like, Sufi thing to say, but that's how I, like, interpret. Or that's what it means for me. And then on a personal level, like, it's like, mm. without spirituality, like, life would just be really confusing. Like, really, really confusing because... Um, there are a lot of things that happen in my life that are like very like there's a lot of synchronicities and there's there's all all these like coincidences that are like way too accurate right that like I would not be able to explain those things without like having like my Sufi background and saying like oh this is Allah like speaking to me right and other people might be like no you're just deluding yourself and I'm like well it doesn't matter like what like that's how i that's how i live life or like that's how i choose to in interpret things and that's like what makes sense for me so um it's yeah it's mm -hmm. cultural it's personal but it's also like yeah it, it, it really it, it's like amazing like, it's, um it's that's, how yeah, that's very beautifully put in terms of being personal and it being social means. um and you know and the fact that you know being, you know, the belief in a connection to something larger than ourselves, but also knowing that, and also that that is connected to us in a, you know in some way. And I think that's that's very powerful. I think um that's very powerful, and especially I think a lot of times people um, equate or use. Um, uh, and sometimes a lot of times people even with even within the faith, like say within Islam or within the faith, they fearful or they're kind of kind of 
uh, not fearful, I don't know if it's the right word, but they're wary of spirituality because, you know, they um, they feel maybe they can't control it as much or they, uh, you know, sometimes the people, religion is that kind of, um, so you, especially especially men in particular, uh, um, you know, that it can be a tool for social control and, and so on and so forth and they sometimes can either misunderstand or fear spirituality because it kind of maybe can subvert that uh, and so on and so forth. But um, I think um, I think there is a lot. Of, uh, I think there is a lot to be. There's a there's a lot there. You know, in terms of you know for that meaning, that understanding, and that connection, that you know helping you you know to make more sense and an order of life. Um, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. I um, I think um, I think I yeah I want to explore more of that side of my of my heritage of my um because I think I guess even the, the way my uh, the way that many people practice in Nigeria and and and, and even my parents, you know, that a lot of the practices that you would consider Sufi, just a lot of devotion, a lot of you know, um, uh, you know, set set prayers and set you know words and things like that, and um and it's it helps on the you know it helps on a routine and kind of you know basis, but it also kind of I guess it. It, it strengthens you as well in some ways uh, and, and opens. So yes, yeah, so I think there's there's a lot there. There's a lot there, and I think that I want to explore. Um, and yeah, and also you know you made, made an interesting point about not being like a hippie and this and that. And it's like that word spirituality can you just mean so many different things yeah. to so many different people. And um, and like and it's like you know you know capitalism and, and whiteness and it has has got its hands in everything. And it's like it's even reaching for like spirituality and like making its own versions of it and like and selling it and selling it to to us. So like you know you'll be you if you you might see okay and, okay do yoga do this and then you'll go to the yoga and it's like just just a whole bunch of white just a whole bunch of white people and this and that like not a not a brown person it's like not anybody who's like understands the context of yoga in terms of Buddhism and Hinduism or anything like that insight mm-hmm. and and they'll mm-hmm. be like yeah you know sixty pounds for this yoga session and uh, and and uh, and this, you get this free free water bottle, and you know, I only win. It's like, oh. and it's like, oh, we're back. Oh my god, oh, oh my god. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. capitalism is just trying to just like turn everything and into beer. Like, a bit, basically. And it's like trying to resist that and be critical yeah. of that. Oh, uh, yoga and beer. Oh my god, I've, I've never, I've not heard of that. that that is, sounds too. That yeah. sounds too good to be true. As that sounds like a joke. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, my God. So yeah. So yeah. No, no, it's, no, no, it's real. Like, it's real, and it's very like I'm. I'm not you, Buddhist you, or Hindu, or, but that, what, I was just like I'm offended. Um, like don't. Yeah, a lot of these. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of these. Yeah, I think they just a lot of these things. They just want to like. Yeah, just again, just can sell you something. Um, there's a yeah. I think I like to. I think there's a, a lot of um, critical thinking is is important. Like you know, it's even when you go to like you know these holistic new age healers and things like that. See a lot of them again. Um, not to kind of um, just uh, talk about white people again, but a lot of them they don't have a they don't have an appreciation of like race, uh, class. They don't, um, you know uh, they don't you know critical like they don't it's just like you know like these positive vibes on these kind of things and it's just not helpful no absolutely not
the problem the problem is yeah they think that spirituality means like we need to forget about race and gender and all and like social class. like the point is to like delete those things like not mm. consider them in our worldview which makes no sense because then how you can never have a proper under understanding of the world around you without that like without the history and without like the the so the cultural context that we're living in so mm. yes spirituality is deep and it applies to to people regardless of gender and race but it's like they're you're missing the mm. point like mm. It has to include this. Mm. You cannot include other races or other cultures without mm. taking into account their differences and like the different histories and why we are here, you know? Like why are we in these social mm. positions? So yeah, no, like and Amazing. that's the thing. Amazing. Spirituality I mean, I mean, coupled Ibra, with like I can't actual social either. awareness I've got, I've got can be really, really powerful. Um, I don't um, know what like so, experiences he yeah. had that caused this or obviously Obviously, having a dad that was a writer that that all helped. But yeah, I just couldn't. I just I just couldn't remember what I was doing at twenty two and what uh, what where I was or whatever. So it's. I'm I'm thirty. I'm thirty. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. No. 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 Wait. How old yeah. are you now? No. 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 I mean, yeah. No. I. Feel you like, speak like you are like. Um, I feel like as like youthful grandpa. as five and ever. I think like, a lot of it is oh, like, because it, days, it's like part of it is I don't like even knowing, remember. yeah, you know, <laughs> being more comfortable in your own skin. I think that's probably yeah, that's what I would answer. So as you hopefully as you get older and as you you know you try things out differently, you reflect, etc., you get feedback. Uh, uh, you you then get more comfortable in your own skin, yeah. and that has it. That gives you a lease on life that is as um, that is as you know that that youth can also that youth can also do. So I mean. Um, I'll be honest, like, um, yeah, I've got a, a yeah, yeah, I think I look, I, people, you know, one thinks I'm 30, yeah, I thought I look right, right mm. young, but I just tell them it's drinking water and it's uh, it's drinking water, it's my, minding my business and just being a, yeah, just being a, uh, it's been a blessed youth. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot, to, honestly. So, yeah, but no, genuinely, like, it's really, I mean, it's, it's not just you, though, there's a lot, like, when I speak to, even like, my sister's like eight years younger than me. So, when I speak, to a member Absolutely. of five years when I speak to them, it's like it's like their mental evolution is like it's like it's 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 quick it's more and more. It's just like my brother, like he his he was like more have his stuff together than I was at his age, and then my sister more than any either one of us at her age. So I think it's just I don't know if it's the internet, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on, but like um people are just like evolving like like oh yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The evolution. Yeah, it's it's crazy. My dad said that growing up, he's like, mm. you know, kid, like children, they have mm. like all the experience of like their parents. So they're at mm. like a late, they're basically like at a later stage mm. of evolution, yeah. literally. Yeah. Because it's like they have all these imprints, yeah. like they're not born okay, uh, a cool. blank slate. Um, they already have that's all, all those that's all I had. Um, and then they uh, yeah, I recommend just everybody kind of check out emergency and support yeah. that. So um, that's really yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah, and I just yeah hope you. Um, I don't know if you had any final thoughts, any final um, any queries before I let you go.
Okay, cool. Well, thanks for joining us from uh, uh, this from Netherlands. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll see you back in the UK, or maybe we'll see you in the Netherlands or something. Not really. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, fab, fab, fab. Well, you know, um, yeah. Feel free to reach out. Um, uh, we can go to another Starbucks or whatever the case may be. You will, uh, you will uh, see I, me I back in the UK in like a month's time. time. I hope they're not, they're not sponsoring us, you know. This <laughs> 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 in it, they should. But um, but yeah, no. Thanks so much, Noor. Um, yeah, like, yes, good luck with everything you're doing. Do Investigative journalism. Um, hope you continue to write. And um, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for not speaking to they me should. today. <laughs> All right, then. All right, then. Take care. Have a nice rest of the day. Okay. Bye. So I think I'm gonna um I think it needs a thank you so much. This has been so uh, good, so fun. Hold on.